this, this is the, through the magic of the airways and and editing. <laughs> Fix it in post. Fix it in post. Hey, we gonna make a shirt. Fix it in post because that's what's in post. <laughs> the t-shirt idea is born. Back in the house. Guillermo, say what's happening to the people. Hey, what's happening, people? <laughs> hey, Guillermo's podcast, Circular Life, it is on a bunch of platforms. It's going to be all in the description below. But I guess you guys really enjoyed having him here and how much you guys bragged about how, you, you know, he catered to you guys and got his podcast on the platforms of your request. You guys, you guys don't know how good you had it over here. But since Guillermo got all that good stuff, I'm going to just let him keep those viewers he stole from me. No hard feelings. No hard feelings whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Guillermo, uh, you are a tough act to follow. <laughs> man, I am not trying. You know, I, and the thing about the podcasting world right now, the thing about the podcasting world right now, there's not enough people like me and you talking. And not like just talking to be talking, but just talking about stuff that are like relevant to us. Like we're adults in today's world, so we have to deal with some adult level type stuff that people don't seem to have a, a concept or grasp of. And the thing that I want to like kind of push towards today is just dealing with adult conflicts, like microtransgressions that you have to deal with in your day to day activity. And me and you are very different in our approach, but we both have the same resolve. And there's always a good there's always a good opportunity to gain from other people's experience and like we're gonna just talk about that and kind of just let that be the 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 momentum of this podcast so for like what it's worth I've been really in the at least in the medical field because I'm preparing to go back to school full time here so I might be interested in taking a few side gigs but Getting into this whole media thing has really enlightened me to certain skill sets that I have that people are willing to pay for. And that's something that's new to me. Like, I didn't know, like, if someone was going to pay you for your podcast, would you, and like for a steady flow, a steady fee, like how much would they have to, like, not necessarily how much, but like how much work would you expect to be doing in the podcast world comparative to what you're doing now? Like, would you leave the podcast world if it could give you the same exact life, if not better? Than the engineering life? Would, wait, would I leave the podcast life? No, would you leave the work life? Did I say podcast life? Yeah, that's why I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Flip, uh, flip it in post. Flip it in post. I can't help my engineer brain. <laughs> I need precision and exactness on everything. <laughs> no, for sure. And and that might be a very, that very well might be the reason why you wouldn't leave engineering. So, like, in the, would you leave engineering for podcasts if, like, you could make a big penny off of it? 
Um, yeah, because I feel like I would probably still end up doing engineering things. I, I feel like I would probably just run small scale experiments at my house. Like just, I'm just curious as like, huh, I wonder what the effect is if I paint the wood this kind of color and leave it outside. Like I would just spend my time doing just experiments for the sake of curiosity. And by exchange, just creating new content, because I know that your fans would love to just see what would happen. Like I, that that's the part that excites me about your channel. Like your channel would revolve around things you randomly want to do and your fans randomly wanting to watch you do it. Yeah, well, like for one of the parts that's awesome about my job is that I get to test and work with something that a lot of people essentially view as magic. It, um, it's uh, I work on uh, uh, in high voltage electric substations and do uh, do power factor testing, and you know that the electricity is there. You can't see it, but it's all around you. And uh, I mean, the only time you actually do get a visual is uh, if there were ever an arc uh, in a particular instance, but. Um, and there are instances where, where an arc is no more expected. And, uh, but anyway, I digress. I won't get too deep in the weeds about my job. Hey, like I said, man, don't be out here trying to steal my fans with all that high-tech talking stuff, man. Keep keep it to a minimum on the identity booth. We here, okay? Uh, <laughs> Guillermo only took half my viewership already. But, like, the conflicts that come with working in such a technical position is that sometimes you have to work with people who, who don't have the same vision as you. Or management that doesn't have the same vision as you and i've always said this like companies are notorious about being like scumbags to the earth and they're just their lack of sympathy or empathy rather for the affecting the the negative consequences of having companies in our world uh don't they go unnoticed but like you know for all this work they they're paying our health care they're giving us uh, ways to provide for our family and you know maintaining our way of life so we 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 look past them as prof business professionals but you know management can't be excused because like people will quit not a company they'll quit management and that's something that's like always stuck with me especially like it's your situation is unique is extremely unique because like you work with people who are affiliated with the company and then some who work via vis-a-vis -vis like a union or something of that nature so things are ne like not always in your control no absolutely yeah and um you know there's a lot and and the what, what i'll say uh on uh you know on dealing with uh microtransgressions in, in the workplace is uh, i'd like to view things in general given overall thing is this is so stuff that i deal with on a day-to-day -day, even though you may not don't think of it so specific on oh i don't do that kind of job or i don't have a union and company environment or it's it's just people at the end of the day the the common factor is that we're all people we're all humans and so at any organization you're there's going to be internal conflict you see, you see it, and uh, and when I say organization, think of that at the at a broad level. Yes, it could be a corporation, it could be a company. That's an entity. Uh, a nation is an entity. There's been civil wars. There's so there's always conflict. Conflict exists. Why? Because it's a natural part of being a human being that you're gonna inherently find yourself disagreeing with other human beings. 
So I happen to work with other human beings, as I'm sure most of you do as well. And sometimes we disagree with each other, but it's it's finding it's it's meeting each other halfway. Really, is what it comes down to. Having the maturity and the mutual respect to approach the individual that you might have had the transgression with, and see if you can sort it out between between the two individuals or escalate it through the proper channels. And, you know, there's a part of me that, especially coming from uh, the medical field, where, like, all of our goals are inherently the same. Save a life, period. So it always baffles me whenever there's conflict there because it's their egos that get in the way. And that's really what it comes down to. Like, you got to be able to take your ego out of the equation. I never understood how someone could be upset about... um, Someone doing their job or not being good enough at their job and having the knowledge of that and not being willing to share. Like I have a saying on our podcast, like uh, uh, support and information is free because there's it's still up to that person to win that battle. And that's hard on its own. So, like, why make it any more difficult for them? And microtransgressions are just your way of not. It, it's just you not being familiar with someone like I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm a little sour on this, but I always found it to be like kind of upsetting for me when I'm talking to someone and they try and uh, what's the word I'm thinking about trying to like use the vernacular they think I would understand. That's the form of microtransgression, like asking if. Or asking questions openly, like to the extent of like, oh, there's a group situation going on and that person pulls you aside to explain it in depth. And it's like, I got the same message they got. So what's what's the conversation that we and you are having now? Like people thinking that they're not doing something that's really hurtful because they're oblivious to the consequences or they have never received that trip kind of treatment and it's just something that Mm. it's just something that people don't innately understand like some people actually believe and i'm going to talk about our white brothers and sisters not all of them but a lot of them some of them don't inherently understand when they're being uh when the when they're accidentally presenting these microtransgressions like commenting on uh their on on the complex on the complexure or the texture of someone's hair that's obviously you know uh, a no-no, but something along the source of giving them a, a reckless compliment, such as, wow, you really did great with that presentation. I didn't know you had it in you. What do you mean? They hired me to do the job. What do you mean I, you didn't think I had it in me? You know, that's a microaggression. And there might not be any ill will, but your shock to someone being able to do their job is sort of an insult. I don't know. Am I Or am I rambling here? Uh, well, I, you were sorry. I, I was gonna cut you off there because you were sorry <laughs> a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> but no, no, it is. It's um, you know, it's a, a little bit. It's a matter of perspective, but uh, it is. You're 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 throwing shade. Uh, at, at the end of the day, is it, it's like you you're wanting you're giving a compliment, but you're just you're trying to push buttons. Is really what you're doing. If you if you're saying it that way. And it's like, what's? I, I can't imagine any situation where there's not malicious. And like, you so to to use a specific example, you you said 
a message was sent to a group. Some somebody was pulled aside from the group and re-explained that message in in a different manner because that individual perceived that the other individual didn't understand the message the way it was delivered to the rest of the group for whatever reason. It, now, I, I I try to bounce back and forth just to to basically argue with myself and play devil's advocate with myself. It says, was this person trying to say that? I'm somewhat incompetent and incapable of comprehending and understanding that message. And this is their way of wanting to show superiority over me by saying, I have to explain this to you further so that you understand because you can't understand it along with the rest of the group. Or could the, could the situation, I think it's pretty contextual is could the situation be that there, you got roped into a group meeting and it's your first week on the job and they're delivering a general message that everybody who's been working there for, say, three years or more would completely understand you're completely in the dark and fully appreciate and, and that's and, and I think that's where it comes down to, like, you as a person uh, uh, giving that advice. Or what is in your heart? What is what is behind your action? And if your action doesn't have the purest intent, then you probably should keep it to yourself or ask someone else. And I feel like that's a great tool. And it's a tool that I use with you, admittedly. Like before I I always say this, like, am I crazy for thinking this? Or if someone's treating me a certain way, if I'm feeling like that's a hostile action, I come to you with this with this stuff. Like because I I don't want to be a gear. I don't want to be a gear in my own head. I need to ask someone else who's also has a comparable level of intelligence that I have faith in that if I gave them the facts as I saw them, because you also have to trust me as a person to give you the facts as they are, not as my opinion. So like that, that's something important. Right. Just like, right. is there ever been a situation for you where you felt like, okay, I'm in my head a little bit that I need to kind of stretch out. Yes, absolutely. Um, I wish I could remember the, the specific example and I'm, uh, I'd rather uh, just, uh, I don't like the shit where I eat. Uh, oh, for sure, so for sure. I, so I'd, r- I'd rather not, but I remember you and I, we had a discussion, and and I it was it was just like that, where I gave you the facts, and I was in my own head. Oh. And I remember you dropped some knowledge bombs that day, uh, and I was, I, I was sad there, but you made me feel so much better about the situation. And, and, and you know, I don't, I don't necessarily Do you recall the conversation? I recall the conversation, but I just remember the, the piece of advice I gave you, which is basically that. <laughs> I basically Listen up, people. You, this is great advice. <laughs> I basically told you, like, it, you have to accept two things when you're dealing with difficult people. One, you are on, especially if you're in a situation where you're in a position of power or control, you're there for a reason. Like, you're there for a reason. It, it is beyond you. To sit there and argue or debate or try and figure out how to get someone who is beneath you on the totem pole in trouble. Because ultimately, ultimately at the end of the day, you've already won and it will benefit you nothing. Once that person has been uh, removed from the equation of your issue, does your issue cease to exist? Won't that position just be filled with another person 
just as aggravating or just as irritating. And I said, at that point, you just make peace with that person. And 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 the way I broke it down is this is why people, simple minded people get excited about pizza parties at their job. A very, very brutal way of putting it, but yeah. You can't definitely like, make your point. <laughs> like, that, that is why. Because if you told me there was a pizza party happening at my job, Guillermo, what would be my response? I don't even have to say it. What would be my response? Because I know my response would be the same one you would have, which is... Okay, so... <laughs> like, how is this going to benefit me? I don't eat... Like, one, I'm on a diet, so this is horrible for it. Two. Oh, right. That, well, that's what I mean. I, I guess I didn't even do a good, but it's like, uh, yeah, it's like there's a beach party. It's like, oh, great. And I'm like, oh, I bring my lunch every day. Like, whatever. <laughs> oh, not even that. Even to that extent. But taking it a step further, hey, I would have much rather you give, paid everyone in here $15 to just, to just whatever, because you spent $300 on pizza. I'd much rather you just divide it up however you divide it and let us just take that piece of the of it like those those gifts those tributes to us don't benefit us don't benefit people like me you will never be impressed by that uh, your ability to respect us and give us uh, a fair jaw a fair chance at our job or just giving us an easier way to do our job we will greatly we will appreciate tenfold versus uh Chuck E. Cheese fucking five minute ready pizza, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I think we're I think I think we're in the minority, and more people would like pizza parties. No, hey, don't get me wrong, pizza parties are great, but you know what's? Be- oh yeah, I mean I'm not knocking pizza. Yeah. don't think me as I'm anti. But you want to know what's better? Shit. You want to know what's better than a pizza party? Actually feeling like you know people at your job respect you and do feeling value. Yeah, feeling value. Yeah, I would much rather get a pat on the back for a job well done than a piece of party. I don't know. That's just me. Because No, I, I would too. I personally I personally agree. With and you. validation is what it comes down to for me. Like Well and and yeah, no validation for sure. But it's funny because a lot of times it comes down to just basics. Please, thank you. Good job. And and as simple as it is, it's not a it's not a skill set that a lot of managers have and the funny thing about it is like i always like try and ask like before i get into an organization like how did my manager become the manager like did he just was he just here the longest so they gave it to him or did he actually you know go out for six weeks and learn how to be a leader like it's amazing to me how many people are leaders in our in our in at least in the medical field who are leaders but don't have the degrees to back it up like the two last managers I've worked for, I had higher degrees then. And it's not necessarily a degree which dictates how it is, but part of my degree was part was leadership and management. That was part of my degree. So it's it baffles me and they always seem to have the conversation with me like, you know, what what do you think you need to be a be, a better version of yourself here at at, at this job and I always the honest answers and whenever I talk, tell them this they always seem put aback well my ability to do well at this job revolves around you like you're, everything I do systematically has to come from you so why wouldn't you think you have the answer and if you don't that shows you how little you know about how to properly make sure I am being managed hmm. 
So here, I'll ask you, this is just kind of a yes or, uh, yes or no, is do you think your manager needs to know how to do your job? Tenfold, yes. You oh, Okay, that's interesting. It, not only, and that's part of it, like, and to take a step further, not only does he know have to know how to do my job, he needs to be comfortable enough to let me do my job. Mm. Because sometimes manager, you have two types. Of, you have three general managers. I feel like you have the one who's the micromanager, the one who's too far away, and then the one who's just in the middle, who just does enough to get everyone going in the right direction. Now. To some certain people, and don't get like I don't even want this to be up for debate. Certain people require all three of these managers in different capacities. There are some people who are extremely nervous, especially in the healthcare business, where your mistake could cost someone their life. You want someone who's going to look over your shoulder and kind of make sure you're on the right path. I know people like that, but then there are also people who are like, when I'm doing my case or I'm setting up. I don't want you in the room. I don't want you watching me on the camera because they have that level of independence, independence, and it's important to them. So you have to respect that or you're going to have that hostility. But then there's also like people like me who kind of just want in the middle. Like, I just need to know you came into work today. And that if something goes down, you're available. But if nothing happened and I didn't come say hi to you, it won't be a question of, ah, hero seems distant. No, hero just wants to go home after work. Ah, uh, here we're going to the bar. Sounds great. Once again, no one notices. I don't drink. So it's like, why would I care about what you guys want to do when no one even knows the basics about me? Mm. You know, those are the things that people pay attention so, to. Do, do you do you feel do you feel that your coworkers don't take the time to get to know you? It's not even that they. It's not even about like getting to know somebody. It's it's that they don't have the interest, the same interest that I do. Because if you want to get to know somebody, you ask them, hey, what do you do after work? Hey, I go to the gym. And when you say that, and if their response is, that's great, we're going to going out for lunch or we're going out to dinner, whatever this case situation, sure. If that person doesn't shoot a go with them, and then the second time you ask them, the, the, the expectation, I feel like, should be, okay, we're going to ask Hero if we can join him for his workout or whatever, because that shows initiative. That shows an effort that you're genuinely interested in trying to get to know her because you already know what he does after work. If that and that's coming off of me. But then I'm also perfectly fine. See, that's that's interesting because I would have a hard time doing that because I would feel like I'm inviting myself to their. Even, but I mean, it would, of course, have to come in the sense, hey, hey, are you still going to the gym afterwards? Can I join you? I've been trying to get back in the gym. You could sell it however you want to sell it. But no, that's true because it used to, you still have the prerogative of saying yeah, okay, or saying no, I don't want you to come. Oh, yeah, exactly. And at that and at that point in time, from that point, at least you've done your part. I feel like at that point you've done enough. Because you try to invite them to your situation, you try to be part of their situation, and now the third option is you just give them their space because there are people out there. This is great, dude. Uh, I know we don't name names on the podcast, but I, he'll be perfectly fine with this because I know he doesn't talk to anyone. His name is Larry, and Larry doesn't talk to anyone at my job. He doesn't. It is not his thing. He comes in, he does his job, and he leaves. Like, he, and even when he's on call, he will he will go stay in like the most secluded bedroom 
or he'll be on the patient floor because no one like no none of the healthcare providers like being on the patient floor. And he'll sit there, but he is great with the patient. When he's with the patient, he changes tenfold, like a 180 degree. But people are always mystified and upset that they can't say that they know Larry. And I'm like, but why does that matter? Like, why are you trying so hard to be part of Larry's life when he clearly isn't interested in you? It takes me back to the pay attention to people that pay attention to you. Well, I think I think it's more it's more the ego thing. It's just that people, oh, I think a lot of us can't stand to say, why would they not want to get to know you? You know, I me and you have a podcast, and we know we're not even that fucking cool. How come people who don't even have as much as we do think they're cooler than us? <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. Is, is I mean, you know, and that's the cool points are relative. So I'm like, I, I, I can think I'm cool as shit, and nobody else think it could think it. It's like I, I don't know. I don't, I'm just here, man. I'm just putting around, just trying to navigate this life, trying to have some fun. What's that saying? I'm here. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Man, and and I feel like that's usually what it comes down to. And as I've gotten older. And the whole millennial thing runs true for me, at least, because in the last eight years, I've had four different jobs. So that puts me at every job I've been at two years, respectively. And that's the new millennial thing. Like we out here changing jobs because like if we don't feel comfortable, if we don't like something, we're not going to put up with it. We're just going to leave. And and because we don't have assets in the sense of like a house, well, I have a house, but I sold my house in less than an hour. Like it didn't take me long at all. And I have no problem like doing a side gig in order to get to my goals. So, mm. so like, see, I find myself identifying with the older generation as I, I like to go somewhere, set some roots down, you know, like like I'm a company guy. Like I, I would very much like to make an entire career at a company, whether it's in the same position, moving around laterally, just exploring opportunities. But it is, I like when I was a kid, like growing up, like I was super idealistic, and I was like, I just wanted to grow up and and go do a good job. Like at what I didn't know, but whatever it was that I wanted to do a good job at it, and like I wanted to be a part of something. So I wanted to go join a team, an organization. So at any company, like, is, is like, when I, when I accept a job, a position or something, is I have to, I have to believe in, at least in some way, shape, or form, what that company is doing. Like, so, I mean, I work for an electric utility. I, I generally believe uh, electricity is good. It's a good thing. It's, it's done great things for us, you know, people. And uh, I think uh, we're pretty much in consensus that we want to keep electricity no, around. So, uh, <laughs> and I've and I've always been fascinated by it. So to to be able to work directly on like, you know, we we generate the electricity, transmit and distribute it. Like yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, and it's and that's not a knock on anybody who has like found a career and they're in it and they're not leaving. They're here to win it. Like that's definitely the goal ultimately but if you have the capability and and i don't put this past you because i feel like you could go anywhere and be great at your job and people would definitely look for you they would look to hire you so you're a valuable asset to any company but along like tying it all back together in general we are a group of people who 
care about how we are being treated more than ever. Like in today's day and age, the way you treat people is a reflection and it continues to be a determining factor about like what happens to you in your direct in your life. The karma, if you believe in it and how it's returned back to you is all based on how you treat people. So like, you know, yeah, and it's I, I never really used to believe in karma and the older I get, the more firmly I do believe in it. It's just like it's just I don't know, and you know maybe it's uh you maybe you try to correlate certain events that happen, but man, I don't know what goes around comes around. I, I I've seen too many examples and stuff, so I just try to be a good person. You know, hopefully good things come back out. All right, guys. I once again this was a little bit more uh, a deeper conversation. I'd like to say because uh the identity booth is all about identifying with people as you continue to identify with yourself and just putting yourself out there so that people can receive you and receiving people back like uh, it's not enough these days to just ignore people that you don't like you you have to find a way of like kind of meshing that and kind of coming to terms with them so i greatly appreciate it uh you guys have been so great for coming back. Thanks for liking, sharing, and subscribing. But if you're going to focus on my channel, you definitely got to hit my boy up, Guillermo, The Circuit of Life. Where can they find you? You can find The Circuit of Life podcast on all major podcast outlets at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Player FM, Podcast Addict, and I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of other ones. And if your podcast player if you if you search it and it's not there let me know there's uh, multiple ways to find me i'm also on uh instagram circuit of life 2017 send me a dm i'll we'll we'll, we'll sort the tech part out we'll, we'll get you going Kimo has tech support for his podcast i don't even remember sometimes to put the stuff in the description man Y'all want a real podcaster? Go ahead, like my friend's page. The Circuit of Life clearly has a one-up on me. He's been stealing my fans ever since I brought him on the podcast. I don't know why I keep letting him come back, but I'm grateful for it because we've been able to do this twice now. So it sort of looks like we got some rhythm here. Hopefully we can keep doing this. It's really been a blast for, you know, as the identity booth, the hero. Boy, Gimo, thank you so much. And I thank you guys so much. All the information he was talking about in the comment section and the description below. You guys, continue to take care of yourselves, man.